everyone, it's Bryn and Samantha, and welcome to our podcast on social media and education. I am a classroom size reduction teacher in an elementary school, and I'm also a grad student at Adelphi University. And I'm Samantha, or Sam if you like, and I'm an Adelphi grad student and a former undergrad. I haven't taught yet. I'm in the process of becoming an art teacher, hopefully for a high school. To start this podcast off, what forms of social media have you used, Sam? I've used YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and I did make a Snapchat account in high school, but I could not for the life of me figure out how to use it, so I just made it and I never touched it again. That's actually really funny. I've used all those apps too, and I really like having the ability to create content and share it with my friends and family. There are so many different ways on social media that you can share content, like you could use videos or pictures or even written posts, but let's get down to the real business, social media and education. This is a debatable topic because a lot of people are going to think social media has no business being in the classroom, but then some others are going to think, how can we use this in the classroom? You can see both sides of the argument. Some people on the negative side would say the kids are going to goof off, they're going to focus on the app, and not their work. That's a really good point. Some students definitely will try to fool around and do whatever they want when they're using the social media app. But, you know, social media can be really distracting. I know for myself as a uh, 23-year-old, I get really distracted by social media at times and That's why I had to go out and buy an iPad specifically for schoolwork and, you know, like work work. Um, Nothing else is on the iPad except for anything that I would use at those two places. And it really does prevent me from going on Facebook or Instagram and getting distracted. So I know that as teachers, we need to try our hardest to help our students stay on task and focus when we're doing activities, especially with social media. And in the Greenhow and Lewin reading... From this week, um, it talks about how it's important for teachers to set strict tasks and deadlines. And with these tasks and deadlines, students definitely will be able to concentrate on their work a little bit more. And, you know, setting the deadlines, it's going to push the students to get their work done. I don't know about you, but for me, I work really well when I have a deadline and not when I have a lot of time before something is due. Because, you know, if I fool around or if students fool around in this case on social media, they're not going to get their work done well or on time, and their grade's going to be affected by it. And teachers could also create rubrics or checklists for their students that they have the set goals to complete right in front of them. Exactly right. It's up to the teachers to keep their classrooms in order. But, you know, some students are going to mess around just as easily as they would without social media. They're going to talk to their friends in class, whether it's with their mouths or with their phones. They're going to draw or whatever in their notebooks instead of taking notes. You know, it's just a fact. There's always going to be some student that rather play around than do their work. It's still up to the students to get their work done on time. You can have an assignment due at the end of the week or at the end of class, but if the student doesn't do their work, then that's on them. With or without social media, we've always told our kids to do their work and to hand it in on time. We've always held them responsible. I don't see why that would change just because you add social media into the classroom. I would say even without social media in the classroom, there's always going to be that one kid that acts out or doesn't do the work during a lesson. 
it doesn't mean that the rest of the class should have to suffer because this one kid is not doing what they're supposed to be doing. Like, the rest of the class can still have the fun activity. And over time, the students may realize that their behaviors are definitely limiting them from doing all the fun activities that the rest of the class is doing. But really, I've been wondering, has there ever been a time that you have used social media in education? Yeah, actually, there was a time in undergrad. I was in an art history class, and we had to make this social media page for a fake Roman man running for Senate in ancient Greece. They used things like busts of people's heads to uh, promote themselves and things like that. I think that that's a really interesting way to use social media because it's combining a world where there was no social media to a world that there is social media in. So I think that's a very interesting idea that your professor had. I had a super similar idea um, lesson like that in my undergrad where I had to pretend to be a Disney character and we used three forms of social media and we had to pretend to be them. So we posted on Instagram and tweeted and we also um, used Facebook and it was such an interesting project and at first we were all like, that's a little weird, but the class really enjoyed the entire thing and we had such a fun time. But I think that something like this would be a really good idea for maybe a middle school or a high school English class or even like your idea, maybe um, a history class and the teachers can pretend or have the students pretend to be characters from different stories or books or part, like times in history and post on social media as if they were them. I also had a teacher who used Twitter to post announcements and extra credit and all these opportunities for collaboration. You know what? That makes me think of Tang and Hugh reading, uh, using Twitter for education. In the reading, they talked about six specific ways educators can use Twitter. Uh, there was collaboration, communication, capture and representation, class organization and administration, reflections and assessments. Even in this class, we use collaboration and communication on Twitter. I didn't even think about that. You're right. Uh, every week we talk to each other on Twitter. We like each other's tweets. We retweet each other. We send each other links based on what we're posting about. And it really is a way for us to collaborate and communicate with each other. And it really also does help with communication because we're able to get in contact with each other in a way we usually wouldn't be. And now that I'm thinking about it, that's kind of how we started our project here. Because when we started getting closer to when we were supposed to record, you DM'd me and we talked about what we were going to do and how we were going to get started. So how do you think that social media could be beneficial in the classroom? Because we did talk about how it is a debatable topic. Well... For me personally, I'm going to be an art teacher, and photography is one of the arts. People think that because it's a post, it's not art, but it is. The user worked with lighting, positions, and then editing, and all of that is also done with a regular camera and editing software. Just because it's on a phone and it gets posted doesn't mean it doesn't count. You can use your account as your own profile, uh, portfolio. In fact, a lot of people in the art world look for your art on your social media. 
So social media is very important in our class. I think that could be really beneficial in, say, like a high school level where there's usually an art show once a year at the end of the year and maybe not a lot of people go to it. But say like the art department had an Instagram, they'd be able to post all of the students' work throughout the entire school year. I think that it would be way easier for students to show their work off that way. And people always talk about social media with middle school and high schoolers like I have brought up. But I'm an elementary school teacher and I really, my main focus is being able to like incorporate social media in the elementary level and how to do it with younger students who aren't like always on social media every single day. Well, there's where I think you're going to run into a little trouble because usually the oldest elementary school student is around the age of 11. And I don't think a lot of parents are going to let their 11 year old have an Instagram or a Twitter account. I mean, they might if it's for school. Do you have any ideas as to how to make that work? Well, I was doing a little bit of research and I came across this article called Introducing Social Media to Elementary Students. And it was written by Beth Holland. Beth discusses different ways that you can incorporate social media in the elementary school classroom. And some of the ways were more obvious ways of using social media, like the teacher designing a class Twitter page where the students would log on every morning and see the updates and the homework and any birthdays or announcements. But then there were a couple of really subtle ways that some people may not necessarily agree with being social media, but one of those ways was blogging during literacy. And some people think blogging is social media, other people don't. But I think that it's a great way to introduce social media slowly to the elementary students. You know, that's a good idea. It could be difficult keeping younger students on task with social media, so bringing it in slowly could be very beneficial, especially for the future. You know, I was thinking about your blog idea, and it would definitely get parents on board. Because it's not technically social media, not in the generic way we all think about. It's not like it's going to be easy for strangers to message them and things like that. I think that they would like it if you can also use it to teach students how to be safe on social media because that's the main thing parents are afraid of when it comes to this stuff. They're constantly worrying about how to keep their kids safe online. I think that's a really good point and I think that as elementary school students, they might not always know how to use social media in a safe way. And social media can be be very dangerous at times, or even just the internet in general, if you don't necessarily know how to use it. So I think that introducing social media in school could be a great way to teaching students how to be safe online, because the teacher will be able to show the students how you can interact or how you shouldn't interact. And it also, has, social media has so many other positive things about it, like you can build a community within your class and start conversations with each other. And I feel like a blog post like I was just talking about is a really great way because students are able to read and comment on each other's posts and talk to each other about everything that was either going on on the weekend or what they're writing about. You know what parents are also worried about? Cyberbullying. Kids think that just because they're behind a the screen, they can't get caught. 
But since this is a class thing, you can monitor them. You know, we uh, see who's using bad language and find out if there's a bully in the classroom. Because one of the ways students get away with cyberbullying is behind their screen names on their accounts. The school says, well, we don't know whose account this is and we have no way of knowing. We have no way to find out. But this time you will. You'll know and you'll just be like, oh, well, sports fan 100 is this student's account. I saw he or she make it in class. And this account has been bullying this other student. So there you go. That's how you find out. You know, like they say, people hide behind the screen, but there's definitely no way students could hide behind the screen when it comes to a situation like this. It also helps teach students that behaving in a negative way online will have its consequences. I also think that this could also have a really great way to have teachers and parents collaborate with each other because they'll both be able to see what everyone is posting online and it's not just student-to-student collaboration or student-to-teacher or student-to-parent. It's all everyone is collaborating together. Exactly, and parents always want to know, how's my kid doing? Is he or she behaving? Well, now they can actually see it for themselves. And you know what? If you connect your lesson to something the students love, then they might remember it better. Because not every student can learn the classic memorizing from the textbook approach. I know I didn't. I've always had a hard time in school when I was trying to learn that way. But I always remembered what was on the screen. Really, you're right about that. And kids do love some things on social media. And a lot of kids today really love TikTok. And I have had so many different students try to teach me TikTok dances and sounds to the point where I actually started using TikTok sounds in my classroom. And the students think it is the greatest thing in the entire world. I will use one of the sounds as like an attention grabber or roll call. And the students think it's so funny. It's so silly. But they love it because it's something that they enjoy. And even a silly connection like that or using a bigger connection like blogs and tweeting like a character based on content, it really could make a lesson or school way more fun. You know, it's so hard to get kids to pay attention or to get them to actually want to go to school. Well, that's because school was made centuries ago and we're still teaching like that. That might be a little bit over an exaggeration, but you know what I mean. We got to get with the program here. You can't compare social media to school when it comes to fun. Social media is always going to win. Instead of fighting, we should be adding it in. I agree. We're always going to lose that battle between school and social media, which one's better. So, you know, if we can't beat them, we might as well join them. And I think that might be a perfect way to end this podcast. I don't really think that there's any other point that could sum up social media in the education better than that. I don't see it either. We've pretty much gone to everything. We've used uh, social media uh, for years now, and we're going to keep using it. It's not going anywhere. Yeah, it could be distracting, but it's important to remember that the teacher needs to set strict goals and deadlines. And it's important for the students to remember that it has always been up to them to do their work and on time. That's not going to change. And it's a great way for us to teach students internet and social media safety. And it could possibly help prevent major issues from happening in the future. It seems like social media in school is only for older kids, 
But like we discussed earlier, it really could be for any age group, depending on how the teacher uses it in class. And as long as the students are engaged in the lessons, and they really will be because, you know, it's social media. Why wouldn't they be? The class will definitely be into it. Well, that's all the time we have. Thanks for listening to Students to Influencers. (laughs) 